0: Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast, I'm Calico Field.
1: I was absolutely staggered to discover that the most famous scientist in human history actually wasn't getting as much credit as he deserved.
0: This is Dr. Douglas Stone talking about Albert Einstein. Is it possible that Einstein actually had more insights into the nature of reality than we currently give him credit for? That's the case that Stone makes in his new book, Einstein and the Quantum. We'll talk about that today on the Physics Central podcast. Douglas Stone is the author of a new book called Einstein and the Quantum, The Quest of the Valiant Swabian. He's also a theoretical physicist and a professor of physics at Yale University.
1: And my research is in quantum physics of electrical conductors and microelectronics and now in laser physics and photonics and nanophotonics.
0: And in his new book, Stone shows that Albert Einstein actually contributed to quantum mechanics far more than most people, even most physicists realize that he did Nobel Prize worthy work in that field, but people don't realize he was the one who did it.
1: You know, isn't it usual that the famous person gets more of the credit they deserve, not, not less? So how that could happen historically and philosophically and psychologically, is actually a very interesting story.
0: Many people are familiar with that famous Einstein quote, God does not play dice with the universe. And when Einstein said this, he was referring to a principle of quantum mechanics that some things in the universe happen randomly. That includes things like the decay of an atomic nuclei. So we can predict a probability of when those things will happen. But for an individual atom, you can never tell exactly when it will occur because there's really no cause to it. It's random. And that undermines the classical physics idea of cause and effect. And Einstein hated that idea. He couldn't accept it on a philosophical level even though he couldn't disagree with the science. So that's really the legacy we have of Einstein and quantum mechanics, that he was sort of a detractor. But in this new book, Stone shows that Einstein actually made many significant contributions to quantum mechanics in his lifetime, Nobel Prize-worthy contributions. And these weren't made in secret, and yet somehow this has slipped out of public memory even physicists, for the most part, seem largely unaware of this rather significant portion of Einstein's work. So how did that happen? Well, it seems that the person most responsible might be Einstein himself. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. First, we should back up to 1905. Albert Einstein enters the international physics scene with a Bang! He publishes three papers in one year that are all groundbreaking. And one of those was on special relativity. And by 1916, Einstein had completed his work on general relativity. And it was that work that would end up making him an international celebrity. So relativity is the field of physics that shows that space is curved and gravity can bend light. It shows that time is different for observers moving at different speeds. So it introduces that paradox where if an astronaut flies off into space at the speed of light, he'll come home and everyone he ever knew is old or dead and relativity also contains that famous equation e equals mc squared the idea that energy and mass are sort of two different forms of the same thing and in 1919 scientists observed a solar eclipse and they were able to confirm that the gravity of the earth was bending the sunlight and that confirmed einstein's theories of relativity
1: and this raced around the world there was famous headlines about the stars not being where they should be, and Einstein became the greatest ever scientific celebrity and one of the most famous people on the planet. In fact, I have a, a quote that I like in the book for a couple of years later when uh, he'd really just been asked about this so much that he said, I'm just about fed up to the teeth with relativity. Something Even this becomes kind of dull after too much of it.
0: Then on the heels of that famous event, Einstein won the Nobel Prize in physics in 1921, which made perfect sense based on the recent triumph of his theory, except that Einstein didn't win the Nobel Prize for relativity. He won for another paper he published in 1905 about something called the photoelectric effect. And this is actually part of quantum mechanics. It explains how atoms absorb and emit light. This paper on the photoelectric effect is undoubtedly Einstein's most well known contribution to quantum mechanics, but many people seem to think his work in that field ended there. In fact, between 1905 and 1925, Einstein was actively exploring the quantum world.
1: His first great paper was on quanta of light. Everybody knows about that because he won the Nobel Prize for that. But his second great paper was on the quantum theory of solids which is an incredibly important paper which sort of established the whole field, but it's not so widely appreciated uh, in the physics community. And then another great contribution of his was the discovery of the statistics of quantum particles, so-called Bose statistics. We've heard the term boson from the Higgs boson these days. And actually, I go through that history. Bose was a young, uh, unknown Indian physicist who made some uh, conjecture about the statistics of photons, of quanta of light. But Einstein was the one that really understood this was the new description of the statistical properties of atoms and really invented the the, the Bose uh, gas, as it's now called, and then very generously gave Bose a lot of the credit.
0: The collaboration between Bose and Einstein is not entirely unknown. There's a phenomenon called Bose-Einstein condensates, which are introduced in basic undergraduate physics courses. But Stone shows that perhaps there should be more physical phenomena with the Bose-Einstein moniker. If Einstein had got more credit for what he did, that instead of bosons, we might have Einstein-ons? Yeah, Einstein's, you
1: know... And I must say that uh, boson really works well, you know, phonetically. (laughs) And Einsteinons and Einsteinium, none of that works very well phonetically.
0: Nuances like this are important to historians and physicists, but understand that the work we're talking about has a tremendous impact on our day-to-day lives. Quantum mechanics has played a part in just about every technology that has been developed in the last 50 years, as well as just about every aspect of modern industrialization.
1: Atomic physics, understanding the atom, underlies everything in our modern technology. It's material science, it's chemistry, it's semiconductors, it's computers. It's all fundamental quantum mechanics. You can't even imagine how we would ever have developed these things. We didn't understand atoms and light at the quantum level.
0: Here's another example of that. Einstein did work that added to the foundation of lasers. Lasers are, of course, used in everything from barcode scanners to surgical instruments. And they're also a critical piece of our modern communication systems, including high-bandwidth internet.
1: All of the the information for long-distance phone calls and for the internet is generated by lasers sending packets of, of light through fiber-optic cables. A laser is basically turning an atom into a little antenna, just like a radio antenna. Everybody now is pretty much familiar with the idea of bandwidth. Now, lasers have like a billion times more bandwidth than uh, radio. And we had no way to make the electrons bound to atoms oscillate back and forth like a little radio antenna until we understood how atoms work. And specifically, Einstein understood the concept that we now call stimulated emission, which is how we essentially trick atoms into emitting exactly a a perfect stream of photons. And he wrote the first paper that introduced that concept in 1917. That was Einstein's concept. He didn't actually write down how to do a laser. But you have to know that in order to even think about inventing a laser.
0: Einstein's name is on all of this work. He put his name on the papers that he published. But somehow, even within the physics community, his contributions sort of got lost in the flurry of activity that surrounded the birth of this field.
1: Even in the physics community, there's a very complex and interesting history of how quantum physics came into being. It stretched over 25 years and at the end, a lot of the young people coming in, the Werner Heisenbergs and the uh, Wolfgang Pauli's and people uh, who were there at the end, Paul to Dirac, uh, they didn't really know all the things that Einstein had done.
0: But according to Stone's research, it seems clear that the number one reason why Einstein's contributions to quantum mechanics have been hidden is because that's how Einstein wanted it. As I said before, Einstein hated the idea of purely random processes in nature, and there were other aspects of quantum mechanics that didn't sit well with him.
1: Another aspect of it is that in quantum mechanics, there's a sense that the observer is changing the phenomena. This is a very subtle, complicated issue, which we still debate, but to Einstein, it sort of made it, feel like the theory wasn't an objective description of reality, but somehow just a human construct. And that just challenged his fundamental philosophical principles that he was trying to find objective truth about nature.
0: Einstein was so uncomfortable with the conclusions of quantum mechanics that he spent the next 20 years of his career looking for a theory that would supersede quantum mechanics. He didn't think that quantum mechanics was wrong, but that perhaps it was only a bit of the truth, that there would be some other theory that would make sense of all these unpleasant philosophical aspects. But he never found that theory.
1: And then when he wrote up his own autobiographical notes about, uh, about his contributions to science, he said this theory is fundamentally un- incomplete. And he greatly downplayed his own role in it, in his own biographical notes. Things that are worthy of Nobel Prizes were not by him that he did, are not mentioned.
0: Albert Einstein is the symbol of intelligence in our culture. And learning that he had even more deep insights into physics than we previously thought almost makes him seem superhuman, but Stone says he was actually very good at articulating himself, and it's easy to see how consistently logical he was with his work.
1: If you read his letters and you hear how he argues and talks and goes back and forth, you do get a sense of what it was like, you know, how he thought. Incredibly kind of interesting uh, mind and incredibly you know, creative way of thinking, but very logical.
0: So his conclusions didn't come from bolts of miraculous insight, but good old-fashioned problem-solving. And of course, the other thing is that Einstein never found the theory he was looking for. He ended his career unsatisfied. And that is such a deeply human experience. You've been listening to the Physics Central podcast. Thank you again to Doug Stone for being on the podcast. He wanted to emphasize that while his book is a challenging read, it is accessible to the general public. There's lots of wonderful human stories to accompany the science. That's all for the Physics Central podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast.